Okay. Shabbos Pashas Re'ei. Shabbos Mavarchim Chaydish Elul. Shabbos that we're going to start now, the month of Elul. I have two commitments that I have to uh, keep to. Um, this morning, I got two very intriguing phone calls. Each one told me something very, very interesting, which I said, okay, tune in tomorrow to the Shir, and you'll hear you being quoted. One is a cousin of mine from Muncie, he told me a story. When the Baba Rebbe, Shlema was running away from the war, from the Nazis, they got to a very, very, very dangerous point. They had to cross a border. They didn't know what they were going to do. It was flooded with Nazis. He told them, everyone just think, ain't Eid Mulvadeh. There's no one but God. Concentrate, ain't Eid Mulvadeh, and therefore nothing will happen to you. And they started to walk towards the checkpoint. They started walking. All of a sudden, one of the Nazis turned around. So the Baba stopped the group. Is this somebody not thinking Ein Eid Mavadri? Somebody's not thinking it properly. And you're fear, you get, you're letting in the factor of fear. He waited a few seconds. The Nazi turned back around and they walked straight through the checkpoint. By thinking, see that I am giving it to Anoichi. As long as we walk around with Anoichi with us at all times, it's only see bracha. And even the other side, says the Targum. Targum does not touch the word. So if you look at the right parsha, <laughs> happens, huh? He says, "Yemadein birchen ulevatin." Doesn't say klala. This is the exchange. Why is it called levat? Because ultimately, in the time of Mashiach, we will be able to ultimately see what the Gemara tells us: "Kesheim shemavarchem alatev." That just like we bless God for the good that He does for us, even if we think that something is not good, we have to bench God because ultimately there's all good in what God does. A fellow called me from Massachusetts, left me a message yesterday in my voicemail. I returned this call today. And he says to me, he needs to give a moderate donation to Yeshiva. I said, okay. He says, what happened? In his office, across from where he works, the man's 74 years old, but I'm still going to work in his office. In his office is a shiksa, a non-Jewish woman, that works across the hall or something. And every day when she sees him, she says to him, so Ben, did you do a mitzvah today? Ken, did you do a mitzvah today? 
Every day she reminds me he has to do a mitzvah. The shiksa. So therefore, he's calling because he reminds himself now that he has to do the mitzvah. This is a lifestyle that a person has to understand and to adapt to and to accept in which we lead our entire life. It's an interesting story which I repeated on Shabbos. I didn't say it by last week's year. Which shows us in the road, the path that a person wants to go, God sees to it that they travel that way. There was a family that had their Holocaust surviving grandmother, matriarch of the family, 90 plus years old, living in an old age home. And they would go to visit daily, of course. Children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. There was always somebody going. They get a phone call from the old age home. That Bobby is gone. Everybody was very cut up about it. And the Chavakadisha came and was sent to the place. And they were metapal with the body. And they took care of everything. And they brought the body. And they brought the body to Kvurus Yisrael, and the family was there by the Levaya and everything, and they cried, and they moaned, and they moaned, and they all went home to sit Shiva. And they sat Shiva, one day, two days. On the third day of Shiva, the phone rings. Not unusual, the phone's been ringing off the hook since the Shiva Nabach. And the phone rings, and little David answers the phone, And um, and she, the lady says on the phone, Davidl, what's Machstu? Davidl, how are you? And he says, Bobby. And she says, Yeah. So he says, but but Bobby, uh, but Bobby, we the mama. We didn't talk to Where's your mother and father? It's already three days. Nobody came to visit me. What's Tzotzach He runs to give his parents the phone. And he tells them what's going on. And he says, and they take the phone. And it's Bobby on the phone. They saw they buried her, but here she is. So immediately they picked up and left the shiva, obviously. <laughs> and they ran to the old age home. And lo and behold, Aziz Bobby in bed. She's there. She's the full... Uh, they call in the owner or the supervisor, whoever he is. And they say, excuse me, Nabid. We buried Bobby. We paid for a lavaya. We paid for everything. What did you give us here? And he starts to investigate and to look and to check, and he finds, lo and behold, there was another woman the exact same age, the exact same build, also a Holocaust survivor, with the number and everything, they didn't take the person's number. When the person died, there was a mistake, they thought this was Bobby, and they, that's why they had her buried. 
Kitsa family says, listen, the Bible we sat Shiva for her for three days. Who is she? Let us, let us call the family. We'll notify them at least. And they started to check and they found out that this woman had one son. One solitary son. No. They said, we'll call him. No, they will notify him. No, 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 we want to call. And they call up the son and they say, and he's calling from the home. So the son sees the coin from the home. He says, all right, she died. So they said, excuse me? He says, you're calling by my mother, she died. What? Just have her cremated. Send me the bill. So they said, excuse us, Abid. We don't cremate Jews. Jews have to come to KV Israel. He says, listen to me. I'm not paying for no burials, for these stories. Don't give me any of this. Just have her cremated. Hey, can we come see you? Family's talking now. Family had just sat shiver three days for this lady. Can we come see you? Finally he acquiesced. He agreed that they come see him. No. They come to this poor Yosem's house. And they start talking. Uh, this is not a good idea. One minute, someone's joining this year. He also has input on this year. And they explain to him how important burial is, etc. And they say to him, finally... They tell him the story how the, the old angel mixed her up and they didn't know who it was and they took her and they buried her. And they took her and they buried her. The man started to hear this story and they're telling him the mix-up, the confusion that they buried her? You buried my mother, he's screaming? You buried her? And they said, yeah. The man started to cry. He started to bawl like a baby. You buried my mother. I said, he was dead, lady. He was Mister. He was dead. She was dead. Of course we buried her. He can't believe this. He started crying and crying and repeating over and over. She got buried. She got buried. Oh, the mama got buried. The mama got buried. Finally they said, what are you telling my cousin? Finally, they said to him, he says to them, I'm going to tell you what happened. After the Holocaust, my mother and I were the only two survivors. Yeah. And being the only two survivors, my mother took the Yiddish approach and said she's a Yid and she has to stay from Yid. And I said, no. I said, there's no such thing. God is dead. God died in Europe. Would you, would you want to maybe take your son? The kids, I led a secular life all my life. And my mother was always a from Bible, a from Yiddish mama. 
My, from, my mother was a from Yiddish It came one day the discussion that Hamev asked him what has to happen. And I told my mother about this thing called cremation. It's cheaper, it's faster, it's quicker, and it's everything else. And my mother said, Chas v'shal, a yid afgeni kfudas yisrael. A yid afgeni you have to bury a Jew. I run. There's cold fresco in the fridge. We just put this in the fridge. And this discussion went on forever. And I told my mother, listen ma, it's very unlikely that I die after you, die before you. So when you die, I want to see to it that you're cremated. That's all there's to it. You have no choice. It's not happening. Bikitsa, now you tell me. So she said, I'm not going to let be cremated. I'm going to make sure I'm buried. He says, now you tell me that she made sure, Taka, that she got buried. And her belief in God was so firm and so strong that the Amish just saw to it to take care of her Dying wishes. Now I believe there's actually a God. And he took on and he sat Shiva. And he became a complete Balchur. Teaches us that we have to see. Seeing is believing, is the American expression. And there are different ways, there are three different ways of serving God. There's the Aveda, service of God, because I have what's called Kabbalah's oil, I accept the yoke of heaven. The Zavedis Hamechin, I understand the reward that's coming to me. But the main thing is, therefore I'm doing this, but there's still always some kind of doubt somewhere within the person's mind what he's doing. And then there's the ultimate Ria. In a day, Maria Lishmir. This is called Avedis Shlema. The Aveda Shlema that we're being requested here is We have to see now that Abish is giving it. Pasha A is always read on Shabbos Mavarchim Chedesh El. We know the word El is the same gematria as the word Bina. Which is understanding. Bina is a concept what's called Tshuva Ilah. Tshuva, the word Tshuva, as you know, is the word Toshiv Hey. Which is the Hey Tatov Shemavaya. Which ultimately is Tshuva Tatov. But Shuva Ilah is from Bechinus Bina. When the Baal Shuvah, the person who does repent from Avedis, and he returns to Shuvah, 
Then he gets up to the level of Bina. When we take the word El and we write out the letters Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed but don't write the word the letters Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed but we write out the word Aleph is Aleph, Lamed, Fei and Lamed is Lamed, Mem, Dalet but we take away the first part the first letter of each one of the words which is called El with Milui so we have Lamed, Fei Mem, Dalet Vav and Mem, Dalet we also have now four words, so there's four more, which is all together Gematria Yitzchak. Because the concept of Pachad Yitzchak, the fear that Yitzchak had for God, is what brings about the concept of Bina through Tshuva. And so Veschanan we heard, Veschanan Alvaya Beis Ace, the word ace is Rashtavis Chuvilah. And now, same thing in Pasha's Akev we saw. Vahaya Akev Tishmun, Akev is the union of safe Hashanah, Akev is the end, the Tehil. And therefore, now we come to Chedish El. Vitishmun, that's the concept of Hirur Chuva Mimail. Of the awakening of Chuvah Mamayla is by Tishmun, by hearing. But if we take the word El and we bring it out in its fullest, Aleph spelled out, Lamid spelled out, Vav, Lamid spelled out. It comes out the gematria of Ema, Yira, Seid, Chesed, Havaya. Sorry, comes out Ema Yira. This is ultimately the, the, the ultimately is the foundation of Chesed of Hashem. There are those also that want to say that the Aryeh, Aryeh Shag Mila Yerena, the Rashitavis of Aryeh we know is Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur, and Hashanah Rabba. Which also, Elul is incorporated from all these things. And we see this in the beginning of the Parsha. The A Anoichi. Take the words A and Anoichi. The first letter of A is Zeresh, and the last letter is Hey. Anoichi, the first letter is an Aleph, and the last letter is a Yud. And that comes out to the word Yira. Aleph, Reish, Yud, Hey is Yira, fear. Which also the Rosh Tevis and the Safe Tevis of the word Aryeh, as we said before. And that way we ultimately put together the A Anoichi. That by seeing the concept of Anoichi, we now can rectify what took, by, what took place with the Pagam of all what went on in Chedesh Tamas and of, of the Indian of the Riyah, the sins that a person did with their eyes. And that's why Anoichi Nesun of Nechem Ayyem, they wish to give before you today the, cons- the, the capacity.
to fix all that went on in the summer months. Because the A is the always, like we said before, the Shabbos that we bench, Shechedesh El, and it's therefore a ticking of the months of Tammuz and Av. In Tammuz and Av, ultimately people tend to sometimes be a little more lax in their dress code and what they look at and where they go to. That's a little more of the esoteric explanations. A little touch upon of the esoteric explanation of Re'ei Anoichi. We get down to the bare meat potatoes, bare knuckles. Is a medish plea on this week's Pasha. We had one last week as well. We have one this week. On the words Aser to Aser, talks about tithing, giving Miser from what you have, giving 10% to charity of what you earn. The Medish Pliya says, In Bismel, Ve'amino, Ve'amayamin, Ve'asmi'ilo. When Avram Avinu took parted Lavan the parting words were I go you go right I'll go left if you go left I'll go right and this quote is brought down here by Aser to Aser you should give tenth you should give a tithe to your what your earnings what is what what does this method trying to teach us from this passage very very interestingly Aser to Aser is written Ayin Sin Reish Tof Ayin Sin Reish Im Asma'el Ayimina If, says Leibishter you will take the word Aser and you will put on the left side the dot and you will make it a Sin the letter Sin so therefore it's not the word spelled out Aser you will give 10% then Ayyamino. I will take the next word, instead of it being a sin, I will make it a shin. And it will not say ta'asher, it will say ta'asher. So aser, if you give 10%, ta'asher, you will become wealthy. Vim ayyamino asmi'ilo. If, however, you go to the right, and you say asher, I'm becoming rich, it's my money, I worked for this money, I don't have to give it to God. In that case, ta'asir, you will only be left with 10%. So therefore, the Medish is teaching us how asir ta'asir actually falls into place with the person. Also, this week's parasha, the famous psukim of Shalish Pam Bashanar Iraq that people have to be Eleregal three times a year. They have to go up to the Beis Hamikdash to see Hashem. There's an interesting, uh, an interesting dispute, an interesting dispute, whether or not Chassid has to go to see his Rebbe on Yom Tif or not. 
the Chassid have to go to his Rebbe on Yom Tif. This dispute took place between the Neidah Yehuda and the Bienis and Eibshitz. The Neidah Yehuda said that the Gemara says that a Talmud stands up to respect his teacher twice daily. Once in the morning and once in the evening. Why? Because since Tefillah is in the morning and in the evening, so if you're standing up for God in the morning and in the evening, so then you shouldn't stand up for your teacher more than you stand up for God. And since now we are not Eilerego, we don't go to the Beis HaMikdash, unfortunately, for not being Eilerego, we can't go to the Rebbe either. You can't give cover to the rabbi before you give to the Ebishter. There's an open sunflower seeds in the cabinet. Isn't the one on the right side of the, the top of the page. Sink. It means to the rabbi. To go to, we're talking here about going to the rabbi. This is what he's teaching here. Wait, so now he says, the Bienis Naipshin said, no. He says, you have to go to the rabbi. Why do you have to go to the rabbi? This going to the Rebbe only is when there's no Beis Hamikdash, because when there's no Beis Hamikdash, a person has to go to fulfill the obligation of going to the Rebbe. Because when the Beis Hamikdash there's no Beis Hamikdash destroyed, a person can't go to Hashem. And since Talmud Chacham is the way a person connects with Hashem, the Talmud Chacham is how the person sees to it and he actually affiliates S Hashem Alekecha S the Rabbis Tamid Chachamim. Shalom Therefore, says the Rebbeinu Snipes, it's not you do have to go to the Rabbi when there's no Beis Hamikdash. Gemara B'Sachim tells a very famous story which I believe I've already told a few times Rabbi Yehudah Ben Dav Gimel on the bottom it goes up to Dalar Meral from the top what was the story of Yehudah Ben Beseda? Rabbi Yehudah Masada lived in a place called Netzivan. And living in Netzivan, he had once the occasion of a guy, a Gentile, came to him. He mother tells us the Gentile told him. I go every year on Pesach to the Besamikdash. And they give me the best part of the Karban Pesach. And he's laughing because a guy is not allowed to eat from the Karban Pesach. And the times when the Eden when the Besamikdash Bishalom and the king of the Eden ruled the world, 
if a guy ate from Karim Pesach, he was Chayv Misa. Ah, uh, internet died. Someone pull a plug there or something? Huh? My computer. Computer? I need to upgrade the program. It's it's not the operating system is not good. I don't know. It keeps losing the internet, going back and forth. Huh? Everybody's back. Okay. Sorry for the Skype, the Skype mishap, but um, internet problems. So Abiyudim Mishaita told him they give you from the best part of the Karm Pesach. Do they give you from the Alia, which is the fatty part of the tail? He said, no. Everybody knows the Ali is the best part. They're fooling you. They're fooling you. They got your number. Next time you go back to Yushalayim, ask them to give you from the Aliyah. And so, he went back to the next year, Pesach, Yushalayim. And he got his portion, they were giving him his portion for Karim Pesach. And he said, excuse me, this is not the Alia. I want the Alia. What? We have Mary. Because we didn't know it would be short. We knew, thought, in the case there wasn't a minion, after the year I want to just upload it and go to bed because I'm very tired. I'll stay. There's six people that have them. He asked for the Alia, and they said to him, Why are you asking for the Alia? And he told them that Yehuda ben Mesedah said, I should ask for the Alia. Where did this come from? Watch him now. Anyway, he asked for the Alia, and they investigated, and they found out that he was not Jewish, and he was not allowed to eat from the Karim Pesach, and they killed him. And they sent back a message to Yehuda ben Beseda, Ata ben Etzivin, you're in Etzivin, but your net reaches until Yerushalayim. Everybody immediately asks, why didn't Yehuda ben Beseda go to Yerushalayim and let them know that this guy was doing why did he have to do this whole trick why did he have to go do the whole trick he could have gone to Yerushalayim we're having a, a little internet business driving us crazy ok um,
we're going to have to redial out if I can find the group again which I don't know where it is let me see hold on oh I've lost everything I didn't lose it it's here uh, one second okay why did Yehuda ben Beseda not go himself to Yerushalayim so one day it says because he was too old he was old enough he didn't have to go anymore he was exempt all day I will tell you he was exempt the question why he was exempt one day it was because he was too old one day it says from here we see that Sivan was outside of Eretz Yisrael and since it was outside of Eretz Yisrael you didn't you were, he was part of Migra the only people lived in Eretz Yisrael another day it was because he was very poor Taisa said he had no land in Eretz Yisrael and therefore did not have to go be able to who didn't have land how's it possible he didn't have land every Jew was given land we know the Cheska Navi. How he came down to the valley. In the valley, he found dry bones. Famous haftarah that's read at the end of Pesach. And the wind started to blow. Flesh and skin came to the bones. And the bones stood up. There are different opinions. There are some that say that it was not just a story. It actually happened. Cheskel saw the dry bones and he brought them about to his mason. And some that say it was only a muscle, of which Cheskel is referring to Mashiach will come, they'll be to mason. No, it's not a muscle. Who are these dry bones? According to the opinions of Svarim, these dry bones belong to the people of Ephraim. The people of Ephraim decided that they calculated how long they had to be in Mitzrayim, how long they had to be slaves in Egypt. And they figured out the time was to leave Mitzrayim. They knew how long they were told they're going to have to be in Golis Mitzrayim. And they left Mitzrayim. They went. Derech Eretz Plishtim. And going Derech Eretz Plishtim, they were killed. Because it was not time for them to leave. No, no, no. No! No! Ultimately, 
it was the bones that Yechazko Anavi brought back to life. And Yehuda ben Mitzayda was a descendant from these people. Hayez. The Yerusha inheritance in Etzisol had one of two stipulations. Either you left Mitzayim or you came into Etzisol. When they asked, when they came and conquered, and since these people were neither, neither did they leave Mitzrayim now when the Jews left, nor did they enter Mitzrayim when the Jews entered. Therefore, they were not entitled to land. And first, we tell us the other Messiah presented to them tefillin that he had from his ancestors from the people that were brought back to life so therefore it's not actually a, a muscle We have the famous pasuk in this teda, in this pasha, that tells us "Rak chazak the bilti achelos adam." Refrain yourself from eating blood. Chazak, you have to strengthen yourself not to eat blood. In case you were ever inclined to do so, I want to tell you a story. In Caracas. We were privy to go see the act, the, shli- the shkita, the slaughtering. It happened once. The observation deck was from above, and the sheikhit would stand outside the room, and this big zlob goy Venezuelan would come into this hanging animal. He'd put the animal in a headlock. And the sheikh would run in and pull the skin of the neck over and shecht it and run out. He'd pass his hand through to make sure that he shechted the vest in the corner and he'd run out. The animal was kicking. You don't want to get in the way of that. And it happened one time as the guy was holding the animal after the shkita, he stood there, he remained standing there holding the animal's head. He was standing there holding the animal's head, and all of a sudden, a athlete came jogging in in his athlete suit. He came off the track field, apparently. And he produced a cup, and he dipped it into the open neck of the animal, and he drank a cup of warm blood. The fact that we didn't become vegetarian after that is a miracle. Huh? Before you go where? Ah, yeah. This, therefore, Rak Chazak, the Bilti Achel Saddam, those opinion that the Eden was too, they were used to eating drinking blood attack, and therefore it was something that the person had to refrain from doing. Rashi tells us no. 
that the fact that the Torah gives us so many warnings to it teaches us the value of mitzvahs that even the smallest trivial thing that we have no problem refraining from doing the Torah gives us a chizuk the Torah gives us the strength and tells us chazak the beauty of Saddam. Another thing in this week's parsha is Hanavi Shabikilucha. Talking about the false prophet. If a false prophet stands up and tries to convince Jews to go off the path, they also have to be put to death. Hanavi Bekirvacha, we'll do the Gematria quickly, is 55, 57, 67, 68, 70, 170, 172. Does that make sense? I believe so. I believe so. Do it again. Hey is 5, 9, Nun is 50, 55, 57, 68, 68 and 2 is 70, 170, 370. Chof is 20, is 392. Um, but it says though, it's Gematria who always writes the gematrias of things, says, What's Zuha Isha? Zu is Zayin Vav, which is 6 and 7, 13. Hey is 5 is 18. Aleph is 19. Shin is 319. Hey is 324. What happened here? In the olden days in Europe, they had a censor on the Tata. And the censor, Yamach Shemam, looked to find something in Tata that was derogatory to the government's religion and beliefs. Hanavi Bekirvacha, according to the Balaturim, is the Gematria Zuha Isha Ubna, the woman and her son, which refers to the woman that gave birth to the son that Im- implemented the religion known as Christianity, son. However, what would that imply? It would insinuate that Tata is blaspheming Christianity. Because it says this is a Navi Sheker. This false Navi, false prophet that will stand up referring to Yashka. I don't. Holy Mori. Who's is that? So before the censor got to see the say the tater, they took out the word Ubna. 
So it only came out the Zohar Isha. Only she's this is the woman doesn't have the Ubana in there. We've seen many times during history that this had to be altered in ways. Teda had to be not Hashem altered in ways, but it had to be written in such ways that the Goyim should not get um, inflammatory about it. One such occasion, there were five Chachamim put in five different rooms to translate the Teda. And they also translated things in a different twist, not wrong, and each one of them did it the same exact way, without conferring with one another. Back to the Tater talking about Tzedakah. So, Ish Kemat Nasyodai, he's blocked him over there. Ish Kemat Nasyodai, Kivirchas Hashem Alekecha. Each person, according to Mat Nasyodai, which is a very strange way of putting it, the Mat Nasyodai should say, Ish Kiyachelte, according to his capacity, his capability. No, didn't work. What's Mat Nasyodai? Matnasyade teaches us the middle of the person. It depends how you give the money as well. They tell a story of a very wealthy man. They never lost everything. He lost everything. And the situation was beyond. He couldn't survive. And he came to Gvir and he told him his story. He told him his plight. man heard the story gave him a very formidable donation man thanked him profusely as he was leaving the Rigvir came running after him gave him another donation my height He explained to him. I gave you the nation from my heart. You broke my heart when I heard your story. I heard your plight, your suffering. I couldn't take it. I gave you the nation. And then it was on emotion. It was based on emotion. Based on emotion, I didn't want to give it about my emotion. I wanted to give it for the mitzvah. Now I'm coming to you with the mitzvah. Now I'm coming to give you tzedakah with the mitzvah, for the mitzvah. Basak tells us. And your eye will be evil against your brother, the poor brother, your destitute brother. You will then be called before the Abishta, you appeal, appeal, he will appeal against Hashem. And you will have a sin. 
Why a chicha having a destitute brother? Any poor person. Why be a chicha having? There's a story told. A wealthy man was once visited by the tzedakah collectors of the town. Now the tzedakah collectors had a job to collect tzedakah and distribute it to the poor people. They were always 50% successful at least. What was 50% success? The poor people were always ready to take. The other 50% collecting the money was not so easy. The 50% they were definite. And they told him the whole plight of the people, the town, everything. And he said to them, unfortunately, I have a very poor brother. No, what do they think that means? You have a poor brother that needs help. Look, are you helping your brother? A short while later, though, the brother came about. The brother surfaced. And he came to the group of the charities the collectors, and he said, I need money, I have no money, I have nothing to survive. So now they saw the guy uses it for an excuse. He has a poor brother, but he's not supporting his poor brother. This is what the Pesach means. If a person will have a bad eye about giving tzedakah, and tells the tzedakah collectors, the Achicha Evin, I have a poor brother. He does not give him either. He doesn't give even to the brother. The Karelechal Hashem says the Taylor Taylor warns that ultimately this person will be called before God and he will have a sin. Very, very dangerous thing to play with. Fosik tells us though, how, how do we give tzedakah? You should lend him whatever he needs, whatever he's lacking. Rashi says, if a poor man was used to having a chariot with servants running, you have to make sure he returns to his, resumes his lifestyle. How does Rashi come to this conclusion? A rich man is called an Oshir. A rich man. How do we spell... And the poor man is called an Oni. If we spell out the word Oshir, Ayin with Ayin Yud Nun, Shin, Shin Yud Nun, Yud, Yud Vav Dalid, Reish, Reish, Yud, Shin. The middle letters of all the words, Yud, Yud, Vav, and Yud, is Gematria 36. Let's take the word Oni. Ayin, Nun, Yud. Ayin is spelled Ayin, Yud, Nun. Nun is spelled Nun, Vav, Nun. And Yud, Yud, Vav, Dalid. So the Yud, the Vav, and the Vav is 22. 36 minus 22. 14. 14 is day machsede. You have to give him what's enough for him. That is the difference between the rich man and the poor man. And the Tater instructs you, you have to give the equivalent of 14. 
that the usher has to make sure that the poor man is back on his feet not to be considered poor. There's a machlik, it's going to be a kiva. It's going to be a kiva. Have to remember who it was with. You gotta say it right. Hey. Okay, we're gonna have to skip that because I don't remember who the machlik is with. Maybe Akiva ultimately held that Sadiqim. The person has the fear is the Shemali Kechatira S is the Rabbis Tzadikim and thereby and thereby a person has to support Tzadikim the other opinion did not say as such Rather, when he came to that word, he didn't darshan. Every S in the Tera he darshan except for that one. And when asked why he would not darshan like Rabbi Akiva, that the poor, that the tzaddikim, the Chachamim, have to be given the support, he answered, because I didn't want people to think that it's me that I'm trying to imply to give me money. Masha'enkein Rabbi Akiva, who married the daughter of Kalva Savua, a very, very wealthy man, Rabbi Akiva did not need any money. Nobody knew that. And therefore, he did not have this problem. I don't remember who, I don't remember who. What could we do? There it tells us, We know that guilt is gematria blotter. Yelled the same matria as mud. Some people say it's okay. Davai, I'll deal with the motor. I clean up the mud in my house, I'll clean up this mud too. But this is not the riches that a person looks for. A person has to look for the riches, which is Tata, children. As it says, Pentinokish Acharein, perhaps you will get stumbled after them and you will try to alter Judaism I've told the story many times of the song with the colored candles on the windowsill and how the fellow decided to light the Maneri even though his name was changed from Goldberg to O'Brien and he lived in the suburbs 
finally when his daughter asked for a Christmas tree, he said that was enough, he has to remind everybody he's Jewish, and he lit the menorah in the window, and then all the other neighbors also lit their menorahs, although they also thought they were not Jewish. So to finish with a famous story of the Vashemtiv, a chassid that had run into a terrible debt with the parrots, and he came to Vashemtiv, and he told the Vashem to they're going to throw him out of his house. His livelihood, the inn, whatever. Vashem to said one minute, went into his room, came out with an envelope with a letter, and he told the Chassid to take this letter to the Paritz. But I'm warning you, don't you dare read the letter. Don't you dare open this letter, the Vashem said. Now, what would cause you more to open a letter than somebody telling you don't open it? How much more curious can a person get? Traveled, plotting from curiosity. And he came to the outskirts of the town where the pirates was. He was mummish. He can't do it. He came mummish to the pirates' palace. And he knocked on the door. And it was a delay until the servant opened the door. During that delay, he peeked in the envelope. He peeked in the envelope and saw Givalt. The paper was blank. What do I do now? Should I run back to Bashemta and tell him he gave me the wrong letter? By the time he could make any decision, the door was open and the servant grabbed him and brought him in. He had no choice but to present the letter. The pirates took the envelope and opened it up. He heard it from the Bashemtiv. He read through the he, he held the letter in front of him and reading and reading. And finally he told the Jew, Okay, you win. I'm wiping your debt clean. But from now on you have to stop paying on time. Khasid was fascinated. He immediately ran back to the Bashem HaKadosh to thank the Bashem And he says to the Bashem that the pirates looked at the letter and said that he's wiping my debt but from now on I have to pay on time. Bashem that's all he said? That's all he said? And from now on you have to pay on time? He says, yeah, from now on I have to pay on time. The Bashem said, now don't miss the last punchline. Hello. Vashanta said, if you wouldn't have looked at the letter, you would never have to pay rent again. <laughs> so we have to have a complete Amun Sadiqim, we should be able to re'ay anaychi, and we should be zeichet to see in this Shabbos of Archim El, we should go to the Dovah Hashem Eidi V'Yishi, and the Ebishter should have Imi, with all the brachas that we have from it, Sukkah, Yitzbaneini, etc., etc., and we should go to Yerushalayim, Irakadish, and we should hear Shaftim Vishatrim Titan Lakha, the Khal Sharaqa in Yerushalayim Irakadish. Lay the toad to all.